Welcome to all those joining us for the Shir and Chaim Haran. We're continuing. We're up to the, the last two paragraphs on the topic of the opposition to Rabbeinazal. Paragraph Tof Aleph, 401. <clears throat> Rabbeinazal said that all of the great Sadiqim reached a certain level and remained there generally. I, Baruch Hashem, every moment I become a different person. <clears throat> Meaning that Rabbi Nassau didn't stop. He never stopped. He kept making a new beginning every time, new beginning going higher and higher. And Rabbi Nassau said with this, <clears throat> he explained why he has so much opposition. Because a tzaddik is referred to as a tree. There's a posuki ha'odam eitz hasoda, and a tree has roots and branches. And every tzaddik, before he gets to his level, has opposition, because the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that machlokes is like a a a, a river that's overflowing, that. Once it starts overflowing, if it's not contained, it goes further and further. So Rabbi Nezal says, we see from this Gemara that machlokis is compared to water. And just like water is what gets the tree to grow, so too this machlokis elevates the person. So Rabbi Nezal said, but I have to have machlokis opposition all the time because I am constantly climbing from level to level. If I would ever know that I have to, that I have to remain in one place, that I'm in the same place now as I was before, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be willing to remain in the world. And we know in fact that Rabbenazal shortly before he passed away, he made mention of this. That he, fed, he mentioned that in order to get to the next level, he realized he has to remove his shirt. That's the term that he used in Yiddish, his hemdel, which means a shirt, <clears throat> implying that to get to where he wants to get to now, he can't get there within a body. And since he can't stop, he has to keep going. So he has to leave the body behind. The next paragraph tough base, but this is the last paragraph of this section regarding in Machlekes against Rabbi Nezal, in Rav says, I heard something similar to this, but a, a, a di slightly different version from some of my friends, that they were once complaining to Rabbi Nezal that it's difficult for them to be able to, to endure all of the opposition and persecution that they were going through at that time. We know that from the time of the Baal Shem Tov, during the time of the Baal Shem Tov, there was major, major opposition to Hasidus and Hasidim. And this continued till and including the time of Rabbeinazal. But by Rabbeinazal, it went even a step further, that in addition to the opposition that came from people who opposed all Hasidim, 
among the Hasidim themselves, there was major opposition to Rabbeinazal. <clears throat> so Rabbeinazal said, you, you can believe me that I have the ability to make peace with the entire world, that no one should oppose me at all whatsoever. But he said, what can I do? There are certain levels that I, I need to get to, and there are certain hecholos. Hecholos means places in heaven where tzaddikim try to reach those places in order to achieve higher and higher levels of recognition of Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal said it's impossible to get to those places without machloikis, without experiencing opposition. Proof to this, Rabbi Nezal said, is Moshe Rabbeinu, let's take the example of Moshe Rabbeinu, Olavashon. He definitely had the ability to be able to draw everybody to him, that everyone should like him and everyone should be magnetic, 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 drawn to him. As the Possek says, Vayakel Moshe is called Adaspana Israel. The, one of the parshias in the Torah, Parshas Vayakel, begins that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered together all the entire Jewish people to speak to them about the mitzvah of observing Shabbos and the building of the Mishkan. So we see that he did have the ability to bring everybody to him. And yet we see the Pasuk says, Vihibitu achre Moshe, that when Moshe Rabbeinu would be going to his tent, the people would be watching him. They looked at him. They studied him. And the Gemara says in Kiddushin that there are two versions of this as to why they were watching him. One rabbi says it was to show respect that when your rabbi leaves, you're supposed to follow him part of the way and supposed to look to see until he's out of sight. <clears throat> the other rabbi says they were looking at him and watching him and commenting Look at his thighs, look at his thick thighs, look at his thick neck, implying that Moshe Rabbeinu is eating really well. He's eating really well, and it's it's from our money, all of us. Our, as if, in other words, they were having all kinds of negative thoughts about Moshe Rabbeinu. And all of this is because of the reason we mentioned before, that there are things that a tzaddik can only achieve by enduring opposition, having people oppose him. And again, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin <clears throat> that 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 machlekes is compared to a bitkadamaya, a like a split, an opening, and a dam. That once it opens, it spreads; it keeps spreading. And and we find the pasuk says ki that man is compared to a tree, and a tree. The more you pour water around it, the more the tree grows better and better. So this is the explanation that Rabbi Nizal gave to his students as to why he and they have to endure this opposition, this machlaikas. Obviously, this isn't something we encourage. This isn't something that we look for. But it seems, it seems that this is inevitable. And we find once again that the Gemara says that the first base Amikdash was destroyed and the Jews were exiled for 70 years because of the fact that they were in violation of three major sins, idol worship, adultery, sins with women, 
and murder. The second base Samikdash was destroyed and we continue to be in exile for over 2,000 years. And the Gemara says here the reason was sinas chinam, unwarranted hate and, and machlekes rachmor al-Islam in Klal Yisrael. So we know that this is not a good thing and, and Rabbi Nizal, Rabbi Nizal, all this for him, right, that a person should do, do anything they can not to be part of this, not to participate in machlekes. There are very, very rare exceptions to this rule. The next topic that we're going to go into, <clears throat> we'll see, is, a, is an exception to this to a degree in a certain respect. But generally, a Jew is supposed to try to emulate Hashem and Hashem, the Torah says about Hashem, that Hashem is able to make peace between the, the greatest opposites, between fire and water. Hashem is able to make peace between Esh and Mayim and combine them in a healthy way to produce Shamayim, heaven. And, and our mission is to, to strive to do everything we can to avoid machlekes, whether it's machlekes in a family, husband and wife, parents and children, neighbors, friends, all types of machlekes for a person to think very, very carefully before they engage in any, any type of machlekes. Rav Nosenzal speaks about this in many places. One of the most powerful places in Likutei Halochas, Hilchais Ribis, Halochahei, is a famous chapter of Likutei Halochas where Rav Nosenzal really goes into this topic in depth and in detail explaining how, how most of the machlekes in the world is about truth, about emes, that I'm right. I am, what I, my path is the path of truth. And if your path is different than my path, then it must be sheker or it must be bad or wrong. And Rav Nosenzal goes into tremendous detail explaining and proving how harmful this is and how careful a person has to be before judging another person in any way and, and assuming that just because somebody is doing something different than me, they have to be wrong, not necessarily. There isn't one, Klal Yisrael is not, is not robots, it's not a cookie cutter machine, as they say. The Pesach says, Yisrael asher becho espoer, the Jewish nation in whom I take pride, Yisrael means to take pride, the word Tiferes means multicolored. The Jewish nation is compared to a bouquet of flowers or an orchestra. In an orchestra, you don't have 10 sets of drums playing or 10 guitars, usually. A real orchestra has a variety of instruments, each one very different from the other. And yet when they, when they work together properly, it's something magnificent. And so too, a bouquet of flowers, different colors, different all kinds. When it's put together properly, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. We should be zechad to do everything we can to avoid machlekes with any Jew, and especially, especially to avoid participating in machlekes against a Talmud Chacham or a Tzaddik, where there a person is really putting themselves and their family in tremendous danger. Any questions, please? With this, we close this chapter in Chaim Aran. The next chapter in order speaks about how precious and how important is 
the Breslov Rosh Hashanah, Rabbeinu Zal's Rosh Hashanah. We covered this earlier, I believe it was last year, before Rosh Hashanah. We went through this whole chapter, it's a few pages, and we have it recorded, Baruch Hashem. So we're going to move on to the chapter afterward, which is Lehisrachek Mechakirus, to stay far away from philosophy, and to fortify ourselves with faith. This is one of the topics that Rabbi Nezal spoke a lot about throughout his life. There are several chapters in Likut Imran. There are maybe 10, 15 paragraphs in Sikhay Saran and Rabbi Nachman's wisdom on this topic. And here we have a very, very important chapter where Rav Nassar gives us some personal conversations and, and very, very specific guidelines that Rav Nassar gave regarding this topic. Paragraph one in this section, but paragraph 407. Remember, we're skipping from 403 to 406, which was all about the topic of Rosh Hashanah, which we've been through already. Rav Nosenzal says that Rav Nosenzal spoke about this topic many times, and he, he declared it very, very forbidden for us to look into or study any of these books of philosophy, including Jewish philosophy. <clears throat> and Rav Nosenzal made a very, very major issue of how terrible this is that this is really very, very seriously forbidden because this could confuse a person's mind in a big way because these books generally are not in sync, are not in agreement with our Holy Torah. In addition, he pointed out a specific point that these, these philosophy books and these philosophers, including the Jewish ones, including some of the religious ones, did not believe in shadim, in kameos, things like that, <clears throat> which are found all throughout the Gemara. Many times the Gemara, the Midrashim, tell us stories and incidents involving shadim, involving kameos, involving tzaddikim, performing miracles using the name of Hashem, <clears throat> which is the exact opposite of what's projected in some of these forum. Especially now that we're zoichet to have the Zohar HaKadosh and the writings of the Arizal and the writings of the Baal Shem Tov, which are all based on Ruach HaKadosh, where these tzaddikim had divine, divine inspiration, divine the spirit, the divine spirit of Hashem rested on them, they communicated with Elianovi, Rabbi Shimon Barichoi, the Arizal, and these forum, the forum of the Zoyar Kodesh, the Arizal, the Balshentoiv, and those forum that are based on their writings, inspire a person and motivate a person to serve Hashem properly. Regarding this statement that we just made, quoting from from uh, that 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 Rabbi Nizal spoke about this issue specifically, that they don't believe in Shadim. It's interesting to note that in Shulchan Aruch, in Yoridea, chapter 119, 
It's a chapter in Shulchan Aruch which speaks about the laws of magic, Hilchas Mo'inein Omenachesh, which are mentioned, which are mitzvahs that are mentioned in the Torah, that a Jew is forbidden to engage in sorcery, magic, these kinds of things. And there, <clears throat> there's a halacha. The, the Beis Yosef quotes the Rambam saying that on Shabbos, if a person was chas v'shalom affected by a, a one of these spirits, a shed or something like that, the, the question arises if we're allowed to use a kamea or if we're allowed to, allowed to use a lachash, special incantations that are mentioned in the Gemara in order to remove that spirit from the person. <clears throat> and the, the Beis Yosef quotes the Rambam who says, even though we know these things don't work, these things don't help, but psychologically for a person who's experiencing this type of a... a, a uh, a mental issue, they'll feel better if we do something like this for, on their behalf. And the Vilna Gaon, in the Shulchan Aruch, one of the commentaries is the Bir Hagra, the Vilna Gaon writes, saying that the Beis Yosef here is quoting the Rambam, but he says that all the rabbis that lived during the time of the Rambam, all the ma major rabbis, and we're going to see soon who's the names of some of these great rabbis, all hit him over the head. That's the expression that's used. They all spoke out very strongly against him in these areas. And they said that because the Rambam studied philosophy, the books of Aristotle, Yamashimali, this is what took him off the path to deny the existence of these things, Shadim and Kemeos and Lechoshim, which the Vilna Goyen says we find it throughout the Gemara. And he lists over there in the Shulchan Aruch 10 different examples in the Gemara where the Gemara mentions this. And he quotes the Zohar Kodesh also regarding this. And he says, therefore, regarding these types of issues, we reject completely the opinion of the Rambam on these, on these items. And we believe 100% that these items are 100% true. There is a depth to it. There is a higher level understanding of it. He says, not the type of depth that's found in these philosophical books who try to make allegories out of this, which are nonsense, but rather the depth that's found in the Chochmas Soemes, in the Sifrei Kabbalah. These are the words of the Vilna Gon there in paragraph 13 of the Vilna Gon in the Bir Hagra in chapter 179 in Yoridea. Continuing inside, therefore, a person who, who really cares about themselves has to stay very far away from these types of svarim, including those svarim that were authored by earlier rabbis. He means Rishonim, like the Rambam. For example, and he gives examples here, some of the Meforshim in the Mikrois Gedoilois Chumish, we have the Ralbag, for example, is one of them, and some of the other commentaries.
Exactly. The Ibn Ezra and, and Rabbeinu Sal also stressed <clears throat> avoiding the Sefer Ho'akedah, for example, which was written by Rabbi Yitzchok Ar Arama, because even though, even though his own writings are, are what his own statements are correct, but unfortunately, he quotes the arguments of the philosophers and, and discusses philosophical problems, which are very dangerous for people to read. The same thing applies to the Shar Hayichud in the Sefer Choivas Halavovois, the Sefer Ikarim, the Milas Hahigoyoin of the Rambam, and especially, especially the Sefer Moira Nevuchen, which usually we refer to it just by the first letters, Mem Nun, referring to this book, the, the Guide to the Perplexed of the Rambam. And so too, any other books like this, Rabbeinu Zal said it's extremely forbidden to, to learn these books because they can they mess up and confuse a person's faith in Hashem, faith in the Torah, especially the Torah Shabbat. Fortunate is the person who has no knowledge of these books at all whatsoever and serves Hashem with simplicity. <clears throat> Rabbein Azal went on to say that in, in these forums, one of the things that's pointed out is they, they believe that Hashem cannot change that things, once things are created a certain way, Hash, even Hashem cannot change them. A fly, giving the example of a, a tiny fly, that Hashem cannot change it, chas v'shalom. <clears throat> and Rav Nassar writes, they, are, they have become so mistaken in their ideology, in their, in their, in their understanding. And, and, and in addition, they write there, is it possible for a person to, to make a square out of a triangle? This is some of their philosophical type of questions and ideas. And Rabbi Nezal said, I believe 100% that Hashem can make a square out of a triangle and that Hashem could do anything, anything. Rav Nezal writes here that this has already been spoken about many times in Rabbi Nezal's forum. However, this warning has to be repeated because of the fact <clears throat> that this is so important and this relates to our faith in Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal himself repeated this many times. And each time he would speak about those books, he would emphasize how strictly it's forbidden to, to learn those books and to stay far away from them, especially, especially those books that were authored during our time, Rav Nassazal says. In other words, not by the earlier rabbis, like the Rambam and those, but philosophy books that came out around the time of Rav Nassazal, for sure a person has to stay far away from them in order to save oneself from chas v'shalom forfeiting their olam haba, losing, giving up their olam haba, their future world completely.
And Rabbi Nassau would often say that we have to be so thankful and so appreciative that Hashem sent us his trustworthy servant, Moshe Rabbeinu, who took us out of all perplexities, all doubts, all questions. Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the Torah, and Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us to believe in Hashem without any philosophical investigations and to fulfill the words of the Torah and the mitzvahs of the Torah, simple, as simple as they're presented. And fortunate, fortunate is the person who is to follow the path of the Torah with tmimus, with simplicity and sincerity. An additional item, in, in the, the Rambam Sefer Yad HaChazoka, which was the basis for the Shulchan Aruch, there Rabbi Nezal said, the things that the Rambam wrote that are related to Halacha specifically, those things, he did a very good job in preparing a foundation for the Shulchan Aruch. But even in the Yad HaChazaka, there are certain specific areas, like some of the places in Hilchas Yesoide HaToyrah and Hilchas Deis, and in the beginning of Hilchas Havodah there also, Rabbi Nezal said, a person has to stay far away from studying those parts, not to look there at all. And any, any places where he speaks about a philosophical explanations about Hashem, about Yiddishkeit, a person has to stay far away from that. And, and Rabbi Nezal would make fun, he would make fun of this that it, it's written there regarding people that say that in regarding how Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah from Hashem, that Moshe Rabbeinu did all kinds of tricks using his incredible wisdom in order to be able to receive the Torah from Hashem. And Rabbeinu Zal said, we don't talk, we don't say those things. We don't even say it as a joke to make fun of what, 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 what it is. How, how ridiculous and absurd these kind of statements are. Woe is to the person who allows any of these thoughts to enter into their mind, and there's no need to be able to, to, to contradict those kind of statements. And, and we see already in many of these forum of the earlier rabbis, the Rishonim, the Ravid, the Rashba, Rabbeinu Yoyna, that they spoke out very strongly against these forum of philosophy. And even though, even though there were many people who tried to shield the Rambam, who tried to protect the Rambam when they, they wanted to impose a cherem, and one of the rabbis actually did impose a cherem on, on some of the Rambam's forum, Rabbi Nezal writes, it's known that they only, those that shielded the Rambam, did it only out of respect for Torah, because of the fact that the Rambam composed some fabulous form, the Yad HaChazoka. And Rabbi Nezal said that, again, in the Yad HaChazoka, those places where he presents Halacha, he did a very good job. But, but in the places, the form that he wrote of philosophy, May Hashem forgive him for the terrible, terrible mistakes that were made, which, which affect 
the most basic tenets of our Torah. And, and Rabbein Azal said, you can't deny the reality that people, you see that people who study those books, that there are statements there that clearly go against things that we find in the Gemara, in the Torah, and also again in the Yad HaChazoka, in those places where he speaks about Chakirois, there was tremendous damage that was done as we find these forum of some of the Rishonim who cry out bitterly <clears throat> that in the first four prokim, that the, the, the Rambam made a statement that in the first four prokim of the Yad HaChazoka, he explains everything that one needs to know about Maisa HaMarkova and creation. And Rabbi Nezal said, woe is to the eyes that, that reads such a thing, woe is to the heart that allows such a, such a thought to enter into it, that those four chapters describe everything there is to know about Maisa Merkava, about the throne of Hashem and all the angels, and, and about creation, versus the, 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 what we received from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, the Sifrei Zoyar Kodesh, the Tikkunei Zoyar, and the writings of the Arizal, which give us a completely, completely different understanding and a, a, an infinitely higher level understanding about creation and about the Merkava of Hashem, about all of these things. And even there, these forum warn us that a person who learns the Zohar Kodesh and a person who learns the writings of the Arizal shouldn't dare to think that they know what there is to know about creation, or they know what there is to know about the throne of Hashem and the, the uh, Kabbalah. Learning those forum, a person realizes how much we don't know. The, the little bit that the curtain opens up, that we're given the, the insights of the Zohar Kodesh and the Arizal on these topics, a person who's learning it properly will realize how fractional the understanding that we have is of, of the real of the big picture. And now Rav Nosan Zalei has a comment here, and he says, you who are reading what we're saying here, if you're afraid, afraid, well, how, how dare anyone speak against the Rambam, against the, a sefer that was written by the Rambam? Rav Nosan says, kudus to you, I, I praise you for that. However, still, cholila, to look into any sforim of, of this type so that you won't forfeit your, your olam haba chasashon as many, many people, many groups of people today, Rabbi, Rabbi Nelson was talking about during his time, people who, who use these sforim as support for their opinions and they use the Rambam's books, these, these types of books, as a shield and protection. And, and he says, if you'll study carefully and, and think carefully, who should you be more afraid of? Should you be more afraid of this safer of the Rambam, the one we mentioned before, Mem Nun, which is based on the ideas of Aristotle, the Greek, Yemach Shemoy, or the Zohar Kodesh and the Arizal, which was written by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi and his students with Ruach HaKodesh, 
and with divine revelation where Elianovi himself came and spoke to them and revealed whole sections in the Zohar Kodesh that are from Elianovi, from Moshe Rabbeinu, from other neshamos of tzaddikim who taught Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi and his students and who taught the Arizal. And all of their words, all the words that we find in the Zohar Kodesh and the Kisvi Arizal are all words that were passed down from generation to generation, going all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. And any new things that, reveal, that they revealed, they revealed with Ruach HaKodesh on a very high level, and a person learning those foreign, it strengthens and establishes a person's faith in Hashem, faith in the Torah, the faith that began from Avram Avinu. And these forum, the Zohar Kodesh, the writings of the Arizal, give a person the encouragement and the enthusiasm and the passion that a person needs to fulfill the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu in all of its detail. Whereas those other books bring about the exact opposite results. We see there are many people who went into studying those forum and became Mechalalei Shabbos and don't eat kosher, as a result of getting involved in that study, those, those philosophical books. And again, ashray, ashray to the person who doesn't allow themselves to make this terrible mistake and chooses and chooses the, the truth, the, the real truth. Any questions, please? Ram, are you on? I'm sorry? Yeah, uh, Rabbi Ram Hans wanted to say what are you, Rabbi? I am sorry, I didn't hear. Yeah, Ram, speak. Yeah, Ram, here. Speak loud. Hello, Rabbi Nathan? Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. Hashem, Malcolm. Any questions on Shir? What about Shari Yehud? Does that mean that the whole Havaslavavos, or is it just that chapter? It was just that chapter that he pointed out. So Shar Batachon, not a problem, correct? As far as I know, yes. So if you have Rusa learned Shari Yichud, do you throw him out as well? Or you just throw his Kramkite out? We don't, the word throw out, we say that this these particular items that Rabbeinazal pointed out could be harmful to a person's emuna, to a person's faith. <clears throat> the next paragraph, 409, Rabbein said that a person could look at someone's face and be able to tell whether that person learned this book, this book, Mem Nun, the, what we call the Guide to the Perplexed, <clears throat> meaning that a person who studied this book, it would definitely affect a change in their face, in the Tzelem Elohim, in the, the divine spirit of Hashem, that's supposed to be present on a Jew's face. Because a person definitely loses that, chas by studying this, this book. 
And, and, and again, Rabbi Nezal said, we, we see in actuality that the majority, many people who studied these books in our time became complete apikursim, people who don't believe anymore in the words of the rabbis, <clears throat> and they are suspect of committing an, any sin in the Torah, desecrating Shabbos, sins with women, anything. Because this Sefer specifically and other philosophy books take a person out completely from genuine faith and from the Torah and from Hashem. And, and the, the end is a bitter end, Rahman al-Islam. And Rav Zal says, I myself spoke to several people, religious people, who had studied these books, maybe before they knew that it wasn't allowed, and all of them said that they regret, in a very big way, they regret having learned those forum, <clears throat> and they wish they never knew it, knew from it at all. And they testified that it's very advisable for a person to stay far away from these forum. Ashray to the person who, who does stay far away and fortifies oneself with complete, with the faith that we received from our forefathers, just like the general public of Klal Yisrael, to the, the simple folk who believe in Hashem without any big philosophical discussions uh, that, uh, that are nonsense. The next paragraph, 410, Rabbein was once speaking on Rosh Hashanah and, and discussing this topic about how strictly it is forbidden to study those commentaries who interpret the Torah <coughs> using philosophy, and such as the Eben Ezra, and especially one of the commentaries on the Eben Ezra, which is called the Margolis, and the writings of the Ralbag, where we find things there that clearly go against the Torah where Rabbi Nezal said a person needs to tear Kriya, a person needs to, sh to shred, rent their clothing when they hear some of the things that are written there. And so too any other Sforim that follow that type of path, that try to interpret the Torah using philosophy instead of use, basing it on the words of the rabbis of the Gemara, the Medrashim, those Sforim where unfortunately, he says, these, these, these books took their, their foundations from Aristotle, Yamach Shemoy, and other Apikursim, famous Apikursim, <clears throat> some of whom were even from before the time of the Gemara, and some of them were in later generations, where when the rabbis in the Gemara write, that it's forbidden for a Jew to study Greek philosophy, Rabbi Nezal said it's referring to the books of these Apikursim, which were all based on, on Greek philosophy. And, and Rabbi Nezal said, wherever the, the Gemara uses the word Apikoros, Apikoros means a person who denies the existence of Hashem, who doesn't have faith in Hashem. It refers to people who follow that path, who follow the path of these philosophers. <clears throat> and that's why 
when when the when the Torah speaks about people who are complete Rishon, who deny the existence of Hashem completely, they're called apikoiris, because the the Torah uses that title because of the fact that there was a philosopher whose name was Epicurus. And again, Rabbeinus, I use the words Yemach Shemoy V'Zichroi. And his opinions are, are famous, are known, documented in their books. And therefore, the rabbis use that term Apikoris to refer to a person who denies the existence of Hashem. And Rabbeinus, I'll say, how could it occur to a person who wants to be a religious Jew to study these books that are based on the evil foundations of these of these famous apikorsim, these people who didn't believe in Hashem at all, and 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 all the different apikorsim, all the atheists and different people that deny the existence of Hashem are all connected to this. Rav Nosson says it's impossible to express in writing how much Rav stressed how forbidden it is to learn these books. And he said, in addition, that a person should not study books of Drush, Sforum of Drush and Musser, unless, unless people who wrote Drushes and even sometimes Musser, speaking about character, but basing it on psychology, basing it, not basing it on sources like the Gemara, the Medrash, the Zohar Kodesh, the writings of the Arizal. And the Sforum also that were written by the Tzadikim in our generations, Rav Nosanzal writes, which are all based on the foundations of the Baal Shem Toif, such as the Toldes Yaakov Yosef, the Likuti Amorim of, of the Mizrit Magid, and other Sforum like that, which are very good to learn. And Rav Nosanzal is here, the Hamaskil, and an intelligent person will understand, based on what we've expressed here, which forum to stay away from and which forum a person should, should grab and learn and study. Meaning, again, those forum that are based only on the words of the Gemara, the Medrash, the Zohar Kodesh, the Arizal, the Baal Shem Toiv, Ashrei to those people who, who grab onto those forum and study them, because those forum will increase a person's faith in Hashem, a person's love for Hashem, a person's devotion to Hashem, and a person's success in Yiddishkeit. Question in the chat, is there a difference between the term apikoris and kofer? The answer is sometimes they're used as one. Kofer means one who denies the existence of Hashem, what we call in English an atheist, the term apikoiris could also include people who, who think, who, who make it seem as if they believe in Hashem, but they have all kinds of crooked ways of interpreting the Torah and, and crooked, crooked ideas about what Hashem's limitations are, as we mentioned earlier. Any other questions? Rav Nosanzal continues 
paragraph 411, that Rabbi Nezal mocked the explanations of the mitzvahs, some of the, exp- the reasons behind the mitzvahs that are mentioned in that Sefer, Mem Nun, of, of the Rambam. And he said, how could a person, how could it occur to a person that these silly explanations <clears throat> regarding, for example, the karbonos, why we bring karbonos, and the ktoiris, which is the holiest of all the karbonos that was brought in the Beis HaMikdosh, and the, the type of reasons that are given in that book, in that Sefer, there, there are incredible spiritual tikkunim that are accomplished in all of the heavenly worlds by a person reciting the Ktoiris. Today that we don't have the Beis HaMikdosh, we don't have the, the, the Mishkan, that just the person reciting the Parsha the Ktoiris has incredible, incredible spiritual power to protect the person and the person's family, and it reaches to the highest, highest heavenly places. So, how could a person occur that the the silly explanations that are given in these books to explain why Hashem gave us this mitzvah of we're just reciting the words, accomplishes incredible, incredible things, as is explained in the Zohar Kodesh and the writings of the Arizal. It's interesting, just this past, yesterday on Shabbos, because it's the Shabbos before the yard site of my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, the yard site is going to be this coming Thursday night, Friday, 11 days in Kislev, and we dedicate the learning, Li'ilu Nishmosai, so we the one of the major topics I spoke about was the Korbanois and the Ktoiris, where the Zohar Kodesh writes <clears throat> that one of the rabbis met Elianovi, and he asked Elianovi, tell me something that could be of tremendous benefit to the Jewish people. And Elianovi said, I'll tell you that Hashem gathered. This appears, I believe, in just a moment. Just a moment. Yes, this appears in the Zohar Kodesh in Parshas Vayera, page 100, the, the second side, where, where, where the, the Elianovi explained that, that, when Hash, that, that Hashem gathers together all of the angels in heaven that are appointed to prosecute the Jewish people when they commit sins, and Hashem made an announcement that, that when the Jews recite when they mention the korbonos which Moshe Rabbeinu taught us and they they concentrate on the words that they're saying and especially and 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 if there's ever a plague where Jews are dying 
and the Jews recite the Ktoiris, Hashem announced that that all of these that there's there's no prosecution at all, and this could eliminate a a decree of death from the Jewish people. And the Zohar Kodesh goes on to bring a whole major major discussion on this topic. So here again, Rabbi Nazar said how ridiculous and silly are some of the reasons, the explanations that are given in these forum about the mitzvahs. When the truth is, the truth is that we cannot conceive, we, even with what the Zohar Kodesh tells us, we cannot perceive the, all the, the reasons that Hashem has for, these, for the mitzvahs. We, we believe, we believe in the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, and we believe that there are awesome reasons in all of the mitzvahs which human comprehension cannot possibly perceive. And, and again, because these things are so holy and so great, just reciting the parshias of the Karbonos and the Ktoiris has tremendous benefit, and it accomplishes awesome things, not just in our world, but in all of the heavenly worlds. And once again, Rabbi Nezal stressed that as far as the reasons behind all the mitzvahs are something that are way, way above our understanding. As we find the Pasuk says in Eov, that the Pasuk says, V'nelma me'ene kolchoi, that the reasons behind the mitzvahs of the Torah are something that are completely hidden from man. And, and we find in Tehillim, it says, that the mitzvahs of Hashem are pele. Pele means wonder, is something that's way above our comprehension. And Rav Nassim says, I once heard from Rav Nassim that a person studying these types of books, the philosophy books, is like a person who is walking in a desert, a desert where there's nobody there, and a person could be walking and walking and not meet, not be able, not meet up with anybody. So too, a person studying these books can study and study and not find any dovar shabikdusha, anything holy inside of them. It's like a person walking in a in a in an empty desert, and and there's nobody to meet up with. The next paragraph, 412, the fact that Rabbeinazal himself sometimes would look into these forum. Rabbeinazal writes that this is the secret, related to the secret of the Jewish people who had to be walking, traveling through the desert for a period of 40 years, the desert, which is a place of the Sitra Achra. And the Zohar Kodesh explains that by the Jewish people, traversing through the desert during that period of time, they were stepping on, they were trampling the Sitrachra through their traveling through the desert. And here also, when Rabbeinazal or certain other great tzaddikim would look into these foreign, which are like a midbar, like a desert, their purpose was <clears throat> to, to try to crush the negativity there and to try to extract, to try to save any 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 neshamah that had fallen into there, but for and, and Rav Nosson Zalei's words, understand this. Whereas for us, 
for people like us, it is 100% forbidden to look into any of these svarim. And Rav Nosan take a look in chapter 64 in Likud Imran, where Rav speaks about this, and he speaks about certain philosophical questions that are that are related to the Cholol Haponui, the original vacuum, vacant space that Hashem had to create in which to make creation. <clears throat> and there in chapter 64, Rabbi Nezal explains, he shows there how the a very, very high-level tzaddik must look into those sforim in order to remove, in order to extract neshamois that have fallen into there. Any questions, please? The next paragraph, 413. Rabbi Nassau was once discussing a batchan that was in the city of Lemberg. A batchan means a type of comedian that performs at weddings <clears throat> sometimes where he has the ability to make poems, to make incredible, interesting, they call it gramen, poetic lines describing the chassan, the kala, the parents of the parents of the kala in a poetic, in a, in a humorous, poetic way to bring tremendous joy at the wedding. It's called a batchan. Batchan means a joker. But here it's talking about a joker who knew how to come up with these interesting poetic lines. And Rabbi Nezal said that one of these batchanim was once performing, and in his performance, he said, Der alter, alter, alter Gott. The old, the ancient, ancient, ancient Hashem. And when Rabbi Nezal repeated this, he said that word alter many times, the way this Batchan used to say it. <clears throat> and Rabbi Nassau told this over in, in the name of this Batchan. And, and again, when he said it, he repeated this word alter many times. And we understood what Rabbi Nassau was trying to, to show us was to, to infuse us with simple emuna to believe that Hashem goes way, way, way back Hashem is before, before, before everything. And our faith in Hashem also goes all the way back to the beginning, to Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, to Odom Arishan. And Rav Nosanzal says, anyone who heard this from Rav Nosanzal's mouth, you know, was able to get that feeling of what Rav Nosanzal was trying to get across, that there's all kinds of new age new age philosophies and ideas and, and therapies and all kinds of things that many of them are not Torah-based. They're based on philosophy and psychology. And very often they're, they, they go against some of the things that the Torah teaches us. Whereas our faith in Hashem, whereas the, the Torah, the Gemara, the Medrashim, the holy books, these are the oldest, oldest, most authentic ideologies in the world, that the most trustworthy. And Rav Nosanzal says, even a person who didn't hear this from Rav Nosanzal, a person could understand, could get an idea of what, what we're speaking about here. And he says that Rav Nosanzal told over 
this story with the Batchan to many different people. And each time that he would tell it over, he would repeat those words, alter, alter, the ancient, ancient, ancient Hashem. We know that in, in Aramaic, the word Atik, Atik means old, very old or ancient, and Atik refers to the highest, highest level description of Hashem's greatness, above the spheroids, above all standard understandings of Hashem's greatness. And Rav Nosan now says, in summary, even though Rabbi Nezal revealed incredible, awesome Torahs that, that were never heard before, and he told incredible stories that were never heard before, and, and Rabbi Nezal told us, you know, many, many amazing things, what it was really all about, the main focus was always to infuse us with emuna, faith in Hashem, and observance of the Torah and mitzvahs. And, and Rabbi Nezal used all kinds of different ways, like a parent who's trying to educate a small child using different parables and all kinds of different things to bring himself down in order to, 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 in order to get the child used to, you know, the, the whole method of learning. So too, Rabbi Nezal thousands of times would lower himself to us and cloak his own understandings of Hashem in all kinds of different cloaks to be able to, to present it in a way that we could relate to it and in a way that it would, again, strengthen our emunah. And Rav Nusazal adds, even when Rav Nusazal would speak to us about things that seemed at first not related directly to the Torah, it was all Torah. As I heard from Rabbeinazal, that Rabbeinazal said every, every word that comes out of his mouth is related to the Torah. It's just that sometimes at first we didn't, we didn't understand this, we didn't realize this. And we didn't necessarily understand what, what, what specific message of Torah he was trying to get across. But afterwards, he would, we would engage in conversation with him and we would see that the conversation always, always led to serving Hashem and trying to infuse us with emunah. And Rav Nosanzal says, Ashrei, how fortunate were the people who were zeichet to be in Rabbi Nezal's presence, to hear his great chachma and his tmimus, his simplicity, his sincerity. Because in every word that he spoke and every motion that he made, all of it, all of it had tremendous chachma in it, and at the same time, pure tmimus, pure simplicity. Because these two, chachma, high-level intellect, and tmimus, simplicity and sincerity, are really one to, to a person who understands this. We know the first chapter on Likud Imran, Rabbi Nezal speaks about chachma, chachma, seichel. He speaks about the light of the sun. And the example that he gives for it is Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu is defined in the Torah as ish tam. Tam means simple, sincere. And the translation, the targum of the word tam is shlim, complete, whole. That this is something, this is, is shlemus. This is completion. Real shlemus is the tmimus, the simplicity and sincerity, which is the highest level of chachmah.
Once again, we remind everybody that this week, Thursday night, Friday, is the yard site of my, my Rebbe, Horav Tziarya Ben Siam, Rebbe Yisrael Abba, and a, a very, very large portion of anything that I teach or know is from what I was privileged to learn from him. We hope to have a Suda here in Eretz Yisrael, on Thursday night in Oyer Avroham in Yerushalayim, and we hope on Friday morning, after Nates at about 7 o'clock in the morning, to go to Harazesim, to the Kever, to recite Tehillim there. If anyone wants to participate, if anyone wants to join us, please connect with Yossi Lanton through our newsletter, through the, the messages that we sent out. If anyone wants to participate, to donate towards the Suda, towards the trip, or towards spreading the Torah, the teachings of Rabbi Nizal, of Rav Rosenfeld, welcome to do so. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. We should be zeichet to, to follow the pure, holy, simple path of the true tzaddikim and be zeichet thereby to see the, the ultimate gula with the coming of Moshiach, the binyan beis Question in the chat that Yaakov Avinu's face is in the moon. The, the face of the, it's, it's written that the, the reflection of a face in the moon is the fa- I believe the face of Yaakov Avinu, but Yaakov Avinu is 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 the symbol of the sun. Rabbi Nezah mentions there in the Kutimran, and it's based on a medrash where it says that Yaakov Avinu is is this light of the sun. The moon reflects the light of the sun. That's what it does. Baruch Hashem.